Hi. Hey. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Happy holiday weekend. Happy holiday weekend to you. Welcome to Dyslexic Heart number 30. This is the part where you're supposed to be impressed that we're at number 30, apparently. I know. I know. I, I consciously was thinking before someone had posted on Facebook about calling out the number of the show, and I'm like, God, I need to stop doing that. We just did one of these a couple weeks ago. We did. This one might be a little more uplifting and upbeat, maybe. Although people really enjoyed I had more comments about that last show than we've ever had about one of these before. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going through the same thing as we, we were and mm-hmm. are continuing to. I've been listening to very little music other than Prince. I'm just, I'm still in that mode. I'm just, I'm still in shock. Me like, too. I'm still not believing that happened. And I don't think, I was, I kind of thought, well, maybe once then details come out about what happened. Yeah. I don't think that's going to matter. I don't think I don't, so either. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I'm just yeah. like, but I'm in this mode where I feel like. I'm, I need to hoard his music. Yeah. I need to absorb every bit of it, things I haven't listened to in a long time, and mm-hmm. finding things I haven't heard before that are out there, and I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like there's not going to be anything else produced. So right. It's going to be new to us, but it won't be new. Yeah, and some of it's not even new to, to me or to you, but it's something I haven't really paid attention to lately or paid mm-hmm. as much attention to. I've even uh, maybe gained a little bit... Um, greater appreciation for some of the newer stuff I overlooked. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's still weird. We're not going to dwell on Prince entirely the show like we did last time. No, but it is still weird. Yeah. So, but it's been kind of somewhat consuming. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, like every day you wake up, oh yeah, this is real. I know. I keep watching, you know, YouTube videos and the other night we watched Sign, Sign of the, the times, times and a concert from the Love Sexy Tour and I keep migrating back to to it. It's like mm-hmm. I'm just focused on that right now. So uh, but aside from that, there are other things going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Things that are maybe or maybe not worth discussing. We'll see as the show goes on. Sure. So I don't have anything specific as often happens with this show. One or both of us may or may not have anything to talk about, but that doesn't stop us from prattling on for an hour plus. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to start off the show with, musically or otherwise? Did we talk about the Bob Mould shows briefly during the last um, show? I think we may have touched on them slightly. I think we talked about them in relation to, hey, this is our first time at First Avenue. Oh, yeah. And, and it was weird, but... Maybe as far could... as the shows themselves, I don't think we really talked much, maybe other than the fact that he did a cover. Yeah. But um, do you have thoughts on them? Just that they were awesome. <laughs> Bob Mould never disappoints. In fact, as a result, he did two shows at First Avenue. I love the current band he's with. Oh, they're so good. Jason and... Narducci and John Worcester. Oh, my God. They're just they're perfect so fun to watch. As a result of our presence in the audience at the first show, we made our network television debut uh-huh. since our last podcast. They uh, they filmed the entire first show, and by they, I mean someone. And I we thought we were hoping it was a DVD release. Or I was. Like I saw they had signs up at the door that they were going to be filming, and they had you know a pro setup. They had cameramen on both sides of the stage and a couple cameras in the back. I thought, all right, we're going to get a DVD release. Turns out it was CBS. Uh, Sunday, Saturday morning, or CBS this morning. One of the weekend versions of CBS this morning. I think it was Saturday morning. They had an interview with him, and then they showed 
a couple different I think on the actual show they showed maybe one performance and then online they had a couple others. Yeah. I didn't actually see it when it aired. I saw it online. But uh we were in the Same. audience and you can see us. You can mm-hmm. see the back of our heads. You can see us in the audience. And we've just been flooded with offers to stand in other audiences since mm-hmm. making our debut. It helps <laughs> that one of us is tall and the other has a fairly distinctive hair color. Someone complimented us on our um, the manner our in which we were standing. Mm-hmm. You were directly in front of me. Yep. And apparently that's the proper general admission concert stance, which we often do, mm-hmm. partly because I'm trying to help. I don't want to be in front of you, obviously. That would be no. horrific. You wouldn't see anything. No. Um, but also, like, if I notice that there's a spot slightly to the left or something, I try to be helpful and point that out. Because yes, general it's admission. Very nice. Yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah. So, yeah, the show was great. He did a lot of material off the last three albums. And I'd say I think half half of it was off the last three albums, and the other half was either Sugar or Husker Du. Mm-hmm. So we got plenty of classics as well. And it was, uh, the set lists were slightly different and both were very, very good. Mm-hmm. And he just looks like he's having so much fun up there. Yeah. I think we commented on that the we last com- time we saw him. But the last just, few times. But it's so great. It's, he, he's happy and then watching that makes me happy. Me as well. Is there a song from Mr. Mold you would like to hear? Sure. Do you have a Pray for Rain off the most recent album? I do. what direction he'll go like how long so the last three albums have had sort of this sound Mm -hmm. but he's had a lot of different sounds over the years he's had some that were more solo singer songwriter not as heavy Mm -hmm. early in his solo career Um, some electronic stuff yeah so how long how long i wonder how long he'll stick with this or will he start getting antsy and 
switching it up again. Else? I don't know. I like he, this. I do too, and he loves playing with his band, so I'm kind of thinking maybe he'll stick with this direction for a while. Oh, I hope so. Because this band is very uh, cut out for this style, mm-hmm. which fits in well with a lot of the old Husker Du stuff and a lot of the Sugar stuff. Yeah. Which is probably why they don't do as much of his other solo stuff. They might throw a song or two in, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to watch. Yeah. I definitely liked seeing him, although we got to see him solo electric. A few times. We got to see oh, him at the micro show, too. Right before this. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. We got to see Bob three nights in a row. It was great. That's right. And the I fourth forgot. night, I'm like, Should we, shouldn't we be going to see Bob? <laughs> you fall into those habits. Yeah. But he played a a show that was sponsored by New Belgium and the Turf Club in St. Paul. And The Current. And The Current. And... I think we mentioned that because we were talking about the DJs. Yep. And how they said the perfect thing about Prince because it was mm-hmm. the day that Prince died. And so, yeah, it was a different way, a different, um, a different way to see the same performer. I mean, in, yeah. without seeing the full band having him up there doing a lot of the same songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not like he couldn't record an album like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I suspect he'll probably do another album or two like this at least. Mm-hmm. Then who knows? Yeah. I think I prefer seeing him with the band partly because we've had a couple experiences where we've seen him doing the solo thing where people just talk through the entire show and that was so irritating. And when the band is there... At least it's loud where if people are talking, you can't hear them. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that show or related matters? Uh, So I looked up when we last recorded, and I don't think we talked about the Frank Turner micro show or other show. No, we did not. So speaking of the micro shows at Turf Club. Yep. um, The first one we got to see. Yeah, so these, these shows are... They're micro shows partly because the audience is small. It's in a smaller club than the artists would normally perform in. The only way to get tickets is to win them through one of the sponsors. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's short. Relatively short. It's not like an it's hour like and a, a half. like a 45-minute set. Yeah. So Frank Turner was the other one we got to see. And, of course, we've talked about Frank Turner many times on here and our mm-hmm. fondness for him and his music. And that was a really fun show. Yeah. Again, just him solo. Up on this little stage and... There were, what, 200 people there? I think it holds about two, 250, something like that. Yeah. We were right up against the stage. I think we ended up in a lot of the promo photos that we ended did. up online. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then... Then the next night we went up to Hinkley. For a beer fest that he was playing at. And that mm-hmm. was our first beer fest that we've ever yes. been to. That's probably going to be my last. Yeah, I don't know. If they had somebody good again that we really like, I'd go. I'd go, but I would have a different strategy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in addition to I might have overindulged. That's all. Yeah. The problem was in addition to the actual beer fest part of it. Mm -hmm. So they they have the thing where, you know, you pay to get in and then you get a little, if you've never been to a beer fest, you get a little sampler cup and you can go around and try all the different beers. And I don't know how many, there were a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they clear out the entire room, all the beer tents Mm -hmm. and have a concert. And I think part of our issue is we continued to drink heavily after the beer fest was over and it was just the concert part. That was a bad idea. They had, you know, paid bars outside Mm -hmm. of the room and we kept 
Well, we were in line with this guy, and he's like, "Hey, I have I know these people who work at the brewery. I'm going to buy you some beer." Yeah, and somebody, we're like, how can we turn that down? I know somebody. Well, we were buying. We were going to buy something anyway, but yeah. Yeah, so we kept imbibing, as we'll do from time to time. We had a really mm-hmm. fun time. We had a great time. We were dancing it up like a crazy woman. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a really fun show. Yeah, I remember most of it. <laughs> I, I I think a Periscope part of that show. Yeah? Yeah. It was yeah, good. and we just, we met some really nice people. We ended up holding the flag Oops. at one point. What the hell was that? Because there's, there's a flag that goes around. The Frank Turner Tour flag, which shows up at all of his shows worldwide. Mm-hmm. People arrange online to transport it from one location to the next. Yep. And it's kind of a thing to like, I was kind of like, oh my God, there's the flag. There's the you flag. Know? It's like yeah. almost a celebrity, mm-hmm. this thing, just because. This it, object, yeah. You see it online, people had their picture taken with it. And yep. it was a cool thing to see it and hold it and have your picture taken with it. And yeah. I love it. What a cool tradition. Yeah. And we ended up getting a set list. Did you grab that or did Lynn from the beer company grab that? I don't know. Somebody. We ended up- we ended up hanging out with this really cool person named Lynn, and she worked for Brow Brothers. And I have no, I don't remember. I remember yeah. somebody grabbing it or getting it and giving. Maybe I don't know if it I might, asked for it or. Yeah. Anyway, they gave it to you. Yeah. So we ended up with the set list. And then and I took she, it. And for, she took I took it for safekeeping because you were sloshed. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. How but dare you? She took a bunch of pictures of us with the flag too, and it was just really fun. It was a very fun event. Yeah. The next morning, not so much, but that. That that evening was great. Yeah. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Should I play something by Mr. Frank Turner? Sure. Any requests? Nope. Your turn to request. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I want to play something classic. I do not remember him doing Ace of Spades, though. Yeah, he did a little bit of Ace of Spades because it was right after Lemmy from Motorhead died. Yeah. He didn't do the whole... He did a chunk of the song. Okay. I think that was part of what I periscoped, as a matter of fact. I'm just searching through my Frank Turner library. I also remember, um, I'm worried that if I ever start singing Hotline Bling by Drake, that that's a sign that the next morning's going to be a problem. Because was, <laughs> I was singing that a lot that evening. I don't know why. I don't either. All right. I'll We're play. not going to play Hotline Bling, though. No. down as the mat slips away from me i need the crowd to pray for me to turn this one around i've worked far too hard to be this far from victory i'm battered and i'm bruised and i can't afford to lose i'm love 40 down as the day slips away from me i have to say that
get to see him again very soon. Mm-hmm. In August. Yay. Well, it's yes. not that soon, but it's kind of soon. He played in Iowa <clears throat> a couple a nights few days ago. ago. I think. We could have gone, but. I know. Who wants to go to Iowa? No offense <laughs> to our Iowan listeners. I feel like I've been slaying in Iowa a lot lately. Oh. Yeah. Oops. So, that was a good show. Mm-hmm. What else? <laughs> what else is going on besides show? Oh. We got a couple other concerts to talk about, too, but... Yeah. Uh, we Tournament. often, during this time of year, we'll talk about our uh, fandom of the Minnesota Twins, but it's hard to do that this year. Oh, my God. Although they've won four in a row, which is miraculous, considering they've only had 15 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made the They're mistake... They're a mess. I made the mistake of putting $50 on them to win more than 79 games this year when we were in <laughs> Vegas in the spring, and uh, I'm pretty confident I'm not going to be collecting on that bet. Mm-hmm. I was very confident, too. I'm like, well, how can they not too. be better than last year? Yeah. They have essentially the same team, except they have, on paper, they should be at least 500 this year. Clearly, that's not going to happen. Nope. <sighs> Frustrating. They have such yeah. good young talent, but Sano is apparently did no work, no work in the off season, right? And Buxton, they sent Buxton down. Yeah, he'll be down for a little while longer, and yeah. he's not doing great. So they have these this young talent, and they're not doing anything, and mm-hmm. uh, that's their frustrating. pitching has been inconsistent. Their hitting's been inconsistent. Maybe they'll their numbers with runners in scoring position are a nightmare. I'm hopeful that this little win streak has sparked something, and that they'll at least I hope be so too. like like watchable. Yeah, because they've been so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know what else I want to talk about. Since we've been talking about, and it's music related. Sure. So we've been talking about Turf Club. Mm-hmm. Another event we went to at Turf Club was a book event. Right. For, and I don't think we've talked about this book because it's come out, I'm pretty sure, since, you know, a couple I think shows so, ago. Yeah. Um, it's called Trouble Boys, and mm-hmm. it is the semi authorized, I guess it's an authorized biography of the band The Replacements. And that. It's a big book. It's thorough. Yeah. Lots of interviews and lots of stories that even for those of us who have been fans for a long time may not have heard. Mm -hmm. And even if we have, it's fun to read them again. Um, It is so far this year my favorite book. I'm going to read it again at some point. I just really, really loved it. Very detailed, um, every aspect of their career. And they had a, so there was a book event, and I mentioned this in part because the author is having book events around the country now. Mm-hmm. And if you get a chance to go, if you're a fan of the replacements, um, you'll have a good time. It's yeah. fun. He sometimes yeah. they'll have guest musicians. Like yeah, that's the a Philly cool. book signing. They had Dave Hawes. Who I know he's played. And actually, times John Worcester from Bob Mould's band yeah. did one too. So they're having some some cool people with them, and. We didn't even stick around to have our book signed, but just to no. hear him tell a couple stories. He showed um, some videos of some unreleased replacements concert mm-hmm. um, footage, which he seems to be, the author, Bob Mayer, seems to be on a mission now to get some of this unreleased footage put out yes. in a form for the fans. I hope he's successful because I there's a lot so of stuff. I hope so, too. Yeah. Um, and then he answered questions, too, which was fun. So it was... It was great, and it was a nice um, – it complimented the book well to be able to hear him tell some of the stories and answer mm-hmm. some of the questions. And just to see how much of a fan he was. Yeah. Although he still wrote it honestly, objectively. But he talked about but, Paul Westerberg's response to the book, mm-hmm. which was a late-night phone call or series of answering machine messages. Yeah. And wasn't necessarily that happy with some of the ways he 
perceived himself as being portrayed, mm-hmm. which I understand. It's, oh, yeah. He talked about the uh, process of interviewing the band members and uh, in some ways it's probably... He, he mentioned a, uh, one of his friends who wrote the Tom Petty biography that's also really good. Yeah. And they kind of talked about read. how when these artists have to tell their story or choose to tell their story, there's a certain aspect of it that's like picking at a scab. Mm -hmm. There are things that they're not necessarily proud of, but Mm -hmm. it's part of their story and they, you know, um, have to deal with it. Yeah. And they maybe haven't dealt with it, even though there might be something they're embarrassed by or not proud of. Right. Um, So that was an interesting aspect that's not necessarily in the book, but Mm -hmm. hearing him talk about it was great. Yeah. And And how Westerberg had to go through this whole thing to be like, Okay, even though there are some things that really upset me, I'm okay with it, and you have my blessing, basically. Yeah, he 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 seemed to get it. So, mm-hmm. but he had to, a couple times, even during the process of working on the book, um, Paul kind of more or less said, "Here's all the things I don't like about you." And then once mm-hmm. he said he got through that, he's like, "Okay, now let's go talk." Yeah, <laughs> which is which is interesting, but I'm glad it's out there. It's like good story mm-hmm. and i don't know if there i'm sure there are other people like me who are into music bios even if they're not necessarily huge fans of a band if you tend to migrate to those even if you're not a big replacements fan i recommend reading this because there's some really really good stories oh yeah they were a crazy band oh my god it talks about how they frightened they were... metallica <laughs> yeah yeah they were so destructive Self like any... self-destructive more than anything but any tour bus that they got their hands on. Yeah, they, they kind of... They just... Yeah. Like, there was just a lot of self-sabotage there, too. Absolutely. Like, they'd have these opportunities, and they would just screw them up so bad. Well, they're known, their live shows were known to be either awesome or horrible. Mm-hmm. You never knew what you were going to get. And a lot of times, if one night was awesome, the next night would be horrible. Yep. And... Even if they had a chance to play for a bunch of A&R guys or yeah. a bunch of big record executives, that was probably going to be the show that was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fun read. Highly recommended. It's called Trouble Boys and get it if you like this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm going to read it again. I, mm-hmm. it, it's now, it's probably sad enough because I read it when I had a cold and I was probably Oh, that's right. I didn't, want, I didn't want to read it right away because I was worried that you're, it was going to be germy. Mm-hmm. I think it's had time. I to... hope you weren't offended by that. No, not at all. I dodged that cold, so. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> it was it's a been, shitty cold. It's been a couple of months. I think it's probably gone. Um, Did you want to talk about the Tom Petty book or any of the other books uh, we've... It seems like I've been reading a lot of rock bios lately. Yeah. Um, the Petty book, I think we might have talked about previously. That was another one I love, mm-hmm. loved. Really, really great book. Yeah. Written by the, uh, one of the guys from the Del Fuegos, wasn't it? Right, yeah. Um. Another one where there was some stuff revealed in that that was surprising. Mm-hmm. And a big part of it that I really liked hearing about was his, um, he's kind of had this lifelong obsession with not just being a solo artist, but of having a band, a true band. Mm-hmm. And his struggles with that and what that meant as far as the difficulties of having to kick somebody out who's a, yeah. a problem. And yeah, yeah. So as far as the dynamics of a band, it was a really good mm-hmm. book um, for getting insight into how that works and some of the ups and downs of... And what's interesting is his, one of his earlier bands, Mud Crutch, they're right. touring again. Yeah, well, they kind of... he So 
I get and the feeling some of the people in there are in the Heartbreakers too. I get the feeling that a lot of musicians, and actually Prince probably fits into this too, because I kind of felt this way about him and some of the things he's done lately, and the fact he was going to do an autobiography of mm-hmm. some sort and all that. I think that maybe after a long career, they start to maybe realize, okay, I'm my days are numbered, my mm-hmm. years are numbered. Hopefully, it's years instead of days, and it's time to tell my story yeah. or tie up loose ends or yep. or revisit something that I wish I could have done differently. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing with Petty did not only the book which he obviously authorized cuz he did all the interviews mm-hmm. and revealed a lot of things that he hadn't talked about previously. But then he did that super long documentary that airs once in a while. Oh, it's like four hours it's long. Hours, it's yeah, really long. But that's how the mud crutch thing, I think, came about. That he mm-hmm. decided to get those guys back together because they never recorded, or not at least not released anything until that came out a few years mm-hmm. ago. And then they've put out a couple albums since. And he's touring with them, which I don't know. I don't have any desire to see him, but no. But I'd still like I've heard to see a couple Petty. songs, and they're some of it's all right. Good, yeah, yeah. I'd rather hear a Heartbreakers album. Yes. Um, so yeah, I think he's had an interesting point in his career where he mm-hmm. is maybe getting a little more introspective, which I understand, especially mm-hmm. somebody like that too, who he's seen a lot of his friends die. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. probably a big part of it as well. And actually when we saw Prince again, that last time in January, he was talking about that, Yeah, about he suddenly found himself liking dreams because it was his, a, one more chance to see people cool. that were important to him who have died. Mm-hmm. So I suppose, you know. It seems like right, there's just been so much death lately oh, this year. Oh, my God. This is the year of death. And, it uh, sucks. You know, it, I guess when you start seeing people that you either knew or were entertained by, you start to maybe... if It's one thing when it's one person, but suddenly when you see all these people around you mm-hmm. going, <laughs> right. you start to think about it a lot more and maybe what it means yeah. for your life and you start to maybe get a little more yeah. introspective. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The, petty, the petty book is good, too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what else I've been reading. Let's see. I think we talked about Billy Idol on yeah. the other show briefly. On the on the pod yeah. The yeah. other podcast. The, yeah. On the podcast. The other podcast. As we're doing a podcast on the five hundred. Yeah. <laughs> that other one, the one that people actually listen to. Right, right. But th- that was really good too. Like, I, it yeah. was interesting. I'm gonna play a little Billy in the background. Okay, do it. But continue to talk about it, please. Just, the way he approached it was he had he felt like he treated some people very badly and he felt bad about that like his girl his longtime girlfriend and some of the musicians he was with that he, like he took a lot of people for granted and i think he this the book was a way for him to say i'm sorry about that yeah i don't know how much uh, it's always hard to tell with these kind of books too because all of the people they're based on that are it's their book mm-hmm. you know they usually have a ghostwriter or a co-writer they're usually it's like billy idol with so-and-so mm-hmm. and it's hard to tell how much of of the writing is them is versus them. the person yeah. but it was really well written oh yeah the manner yeah. in which the story was told mm-hmm. in, in billy's book was great yes oh it. and speaking of tom petty he had an incident with tom petty where like he went on and he I think he interrupted him to say something like, we have the same manager. Oh, yeah. He felt really bad about he it. Felt hor- he felt He still feels bad about that years later. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so then 
we're going to see Billy again. He's coming through yes. Minneapolis in July. Mm-hmm. And no has t- tickets are a little expensive for a First Avenue club yeah. show. Yeah, but, but we were like, all right, sign us up, take our money. If it's even the exact same show that he did in Vegas, it's totally worth it. It would totally be worth it. Yeah. So I was happy oh, to see he was coming great. through. I've, I've gained a, a much greater respect for him lately. Me having too. read that book and seen Between him live. The book and, and, yeah, seeing him finally. Yeah. And just that he's had a long career and the music he yeah. puts out, even though it's not necessarily getting a lot of attention, continues to be really good. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, I like the way that he does things. Mm-hmm. And it seems like too. And he's such a good performer. He's so engaging and his voice is still good and he's. He still knows how to work a crowd, and yeah. he's surrounded himself with really good musicians. It's good, too, when you see somebody. And Petty is another example of somebody, and a lot of people who make it big in music are, but they have they struggled with, with drugs, and they it's nice when they, at least as it seems, came out of mm-hmm. it okay, got yes. through it. And yes, yes, because you see so many people who haven't. Right, yeah. So yeah, lots. There's been lots. It's weird because I went through this period where I could not find anything to read, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden now I'm just being like bombarded with stuff. I've got yeah. a lot of books. I've got Doctor Dave's new book um, waiting, and what is the? There's a book that you just read about. Um, oh, the life changing magic of not giving a fuck. That's another one that I have to read. Oh yeah, I would recommend that to everyone. I'm just finishing up Samantha B's book, which came out I don't know a year or two ago. Yeah, and that's been really funny. Um, there's a book, I don't know what the title is, but it's about rock and roll rivalries. Oh, that's the other one that, that oh, you're reading now. It's so good. And that one, I actually, well, there were two places I saw that apparently, and I hadn't heard it, but I saw that the author was on the current morning show. Missed hearing that, but I was intrigued by the concept. And then that very same day, uh, the guy who wrote the replacements book tweeted out, you got to read you this gotta, book. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm sold. And you've been enjoying it. So I'm glad. We got it, and I can't wait to read that. But mm-hmm. I feel like I need to set just instead of just reading before bed, I need to start setting aside more time in my day to read to get through some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, eh, really. Can we talk about a, uh, of course we can, I don't know why I need to ask, but I'm, <laughs> let's let's talk about briefly, I was trying to think of things that I've, uh, I haven't been to a movie in the theater for a while. Oh, you. <laughs> I know, but there's, um, there's some stuff that I've seen that's been pretty good, and specifically, and I know you watched it recently, uh, one of the best, I love documentaries, oh, as we've talked about, one of the yes. best documentaries I've seen in so long um, was, it's on Netflix, it's called Bat Kid. Oh my God, the- Oh, it's so good. And I'm sure you've most people probably remember the story about a kid who had a wish through Make a Wish, mm-hmm. and he wanted to be Batman. That was his wish, and as a result, the Make a Wish people um, 
decided, well, let's give him his wish by turning San Francisco, although I, it, I don't think originally it started out at that scale. Yeah. Let's give him a, an adventure where he is Bat Kid. He is mm-hmm. Batman for a day. And this thing blew up. It just kept growing and growing. And thousands of people came out and they all participated and made the streets of San Francisco like they they turned it into Gotham City. And yeah, and they it. were holding signs and stuff. Go back. Oh kid. my god. Yeah. This documentary was the most touching, heartwarming story I've ever seen. It was so sweet. I mean, I'd seen the news reports, but I had no idea how it how came about. How big it was too. Or how all these people people were flying in for it because yeah. they just wanted to be part of it and Everybody who was asked to do something was like, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, I'll do it. And not only will I do it, but I'll just give it my all. Oh, it was so good. So yeah. if you have Netflix or I'm sure it's available other places, if you've not seen Bad Kid, watch this documentary. Have a box of tissues next to you because you're going to oh, ball yeah. if you have a heart at all. It's it's like, oh, so it's good. like it, it kinda, it's probably a good one to watch if you've gotten jaded, if you're feeling like the world sucks because mm-hmm. it kind of – you know, restores your faith in humanity a little bit that all these people just put aside their bullshit and came out to make this little kid mm-hmm. feel good for a day. Unbelievable. I got to watch that again. It was so good. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. I can't imagine not liking it, actually. Right. <laughs> um, that's been the favorite thing that I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's been... Uh, I've seen a few things here and there on Netflix, yeah. but nothing that really jumped out at me lately. We were pretty hardcore into Survivor this year. Oh, so good. Oh, I love yeah. that show. That... I um I love the way it's evolving where it's yeah. so interesting from week to week. It used to be a lot more predictable where you'd have these alliances and they'd just start picking people off, but people flip and it's so good to watch. And yeah. when somebody gets blindsided, especially when they're a cocky bastard and they deserve it, it's just so it just feels good. I love too how much of the um the strategy and the plans and the who we're going to vote off has fallen apart and changed mm-hmm. during the tribal council part when yes. somebody will say something stupid. Yeah. The way that they answer a question will reveal something nobody else, a lot of people didn't realize. And thus somebody yeah. will flip. The, it's just been really, the drama has been really good. They've added mm-hmm. some great twists. And I wonder how the ratings are because it's been on a long time and yet it still continues to stay pretty fresh in terms of the changes they made to it and how yeah. they've kept it interesting. So I wonder if um, if it'll be around a long time still or if it's kind of getting toward the end. I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends on the producer and Jeff. If they the just want to continue doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine them trying I to bring can't... in a different host. No, no. He'd be foolish to give it up at this stage too yeah. if the ratings are still good because he's really good at it for he's... one. And what's yeah. he going to do next? I can't imagine it would be as successful. Yeah, he could try and do a talk show or something. Bring back but... Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he hosted that, remember? That's right. <laughs> that didn't last long. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think if there have been, have there been any other shows that we've been into. Not really lately. I don't know. A couple. Um, Samantha Bee has yeah. been just on fire. It's amazing to see all the people who have left The Daily Show and gone on to just amazing. Well, so John Oliver is one with um, mm-hmm. his show on HBO and now Samantha B. Her show is just like rapid fire. It's so sharp and so funny and just so intelligent. Just on and point. Just, oh, yeah. And it's just, yeah. And you're laughing and then another joke comes and you're still laughing and it, yeah, it just hits all these different tones that are great. Yeah. She's done a fantastic job. I'm, yeah. 
I that's one I anxiously await each week. Mm-hmm. And on the rare week when there's an off week, I'm like disappointed. Yeah. I wonder if there will be with the holiday week. Oh, possibly. There will be a lot of uh, shows off this week. Yeah. But... Yeah. Okay. We need to play some music. Okay. Any, um, I know what we're going to play. I think this is probably at least so far this year, it's too early to proclaim something as a song of the summer, mm-hmm. at least in this house though. Yeah. Oh, this is a song in this house. This is definitely the song of the spring. I know what you're playing. Yeah. This is Lizzo. I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Ooh, child, tired of the bullshit. Gone, dust your shoulders off. Keep it moving, yes, Lord. Trying to get some new shit in there. Swimwear, going to the pool shit. Come now, come dry your eyes. You know you a star, you can touch the sky. I know that it's hard, but you have to try. If you need advice, let me simplify. I like that a lot. Have it's, you seen the video? Yeah. Oh, it's got she's, a very. Her, she's got that song. She's got a very classic R and B sound to it, and I think that's what I like about it. Yeah, a lot. You just you, like the part that it's talking about hair tosses and checking your nails. Yeah, because <laughs> you're a girl. Mm-hmm. I just I, I like the boss up and change your lifeline too, though. Yeah, she she's just, great. She's a oh, talent. Oh, yeah. And she just she just looks so happy in that video. She's just oh, it's so it's it's so much fun to watch because she's having so much fun. Tis true. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else? Anything else you want to hear? Anything else you want to talk about? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me pull out the old. Let's... We saw Dessa recently. I was just gonna say that she was great. We saw her at some weird little theater in 
it was like a the theater for the arts in Hopkins yeah. or something. It was it an was, odd audience for a yeah. hip hop show. It was a very, it was a seated show yes. for the most part. She played it well, considering yeah. the, and she, you know, it was a full house for a Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So Tuesday. that's good. Yeah. But yeah, it's a weird. It was an odd and venue. A, and an older crowd for probably what she's used to, mm-hmm. a la us being there. Yeah. <laughs> but there were a lot, I was surprised by the crowd. It was much older than I would have guessed because yeah. I think she tends to attract a younger audience most of the time. I wonder if it was part of their theater package where if you buy oh, that could be. a bundle of tickets, it's like, oh, you get these 10 shows or whatever. Plus, you couldn't bring any alcohol into the actual theater, which affects the whole vibe of the place, too. Oh, right. Not that we need to drink to have fun, but no. at a concert, you know, you might want to have yeah. a beer or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was still good. She was great. Mm-hmm. She did... Um, she did a few poems in between. Which were hilarious. Yes. Her delivery. She's just really funny. She's quite a talent. Yeah. Plus she did a, didn't she do a Justin Bieber cover or something? Yes. It was a, a Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. Mashup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every moment of it was good. Mm-hmm. She even, she went into the audience and like did one of the songs from on top of one of the chairs. <laughs> She's uh, very good about reading the audience and doing that kind of stuff. Because yeah. when we saw her at Paisley Park, she jumped into the audience and did a couple songs from right in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Um, because again, I think for any Paisley Park show, that was like half the people were there hoping to see Prince. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we were there to see Prince, but also to see her. Oh, yeah. Um, but she works the crowd very well and she's so personable and mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah. Should we play something from Ms. Dessa? Sure. All right. Any requests? Let's see. Uh, what do you got? I've got everything. Okay. Uh, what did I have on my playlist? Let's see. Uh, either Mineshaft 2 or The Crow. All right. Fifteen years from tonight, you have to make a decision. The greatest love of your life is gonna call during dinner from the home of the girl that he's living with now. And the guilt to say is killing him. He's wilted in the middle, and he knows how bad he acted. Knows he can't have you back, but the fact is, she can't be happy when you're angry, and you're so angry. He says you stayed so mad, and he heard it on the street that you moved back in with your dad, that you were drinking something awful, and that that makes him sad. And then he says it's good to hear your voice again, and that it's hard to ask it, but he's calling with a question. Cause he's been working real hard, he's trying to make a new start, an honest to God, fresh beginning. So maybe you could try to finally find it in your heart to forgive him. You've already been here before, you already know where it goes, you chose this, you Started. You read some love letters, some threats And some you couldn't tell apart That you keep under the bed at the apartment Then you did what he asked you to do You opened your heart up right there On a napkin on the carpet And part of it was frostbite But you've always been a smart kid Could still distinguish the blood black as pitch Valves have gone stiff Veins and scar tissue Wet chambers just a standard issue But none had a rule Forgiveness is huge And you had two full of ice water One full of salt One pack of coal Eager and ready and willing to find, fault, to find, fault, to find, fault, to find. Fault. 
a mess of newspaper Headed west on Hennepin Heavy with a huge favor For a kid that just turned 10 A flat-chested gap-toothed girl Was the best that I've been so far And now I'm too big to forgive him I need just a moment with me A moment when I was still little I used to sing on the roof outside my window sill And I came hoping some ghosts of me was bigger still And here you are, a sick figure and a busted grin Still ignorant of all the trouble I'm with yet And hoping we could trade Borrow your heart and I could leave you mine It's not much for collateral, tattered and battle-scarred But I can promise you solemn that I will be back for tomorrow I only need yours this evening So I can call an old friend And I can tell him that we're finally even couple other shows that we've been to lately mm-hmm. Since previous podcasts A little bit different type of act uh we've seen springsteen oh yeah with his uh his the river tour where he did the full river album plus a bunch of other stuff Mm -hmm. and then we saw the who do their what was billed as a 50th anniversary tour but got postponed and they're now in year 52 (laughs) yeah (laughs) that was much very much a greatest hits set that they did and i don't know thoughts on those oh both great the Who, we saw them a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago, mm-hmm. when they did the Quadrophenia tour, and I think they sounded better this time. Yeah. I think Roger's voice was really strong, got stronger as the show went on. Pete always sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I'm guessing this will be the last time they come through. I think they're going to call it quits soon. Probably, yeah. At least for but massive touring. I'm so glad we went, though. Yeah, it was really, really great. How yeah. uh, You had an interesting character next to you. Oh, my dear God. In yeah. the chair next to you. Oh, Not she- me, on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were an interesting character, but this lady on to the right of me was interesting too. She was she was chair dancing. Mm-hmm. She sat down for most of the show too. Yeah, she sat down for most of the show and she was doing these really weird arm movements. So Hippie. In Vegas, sometimes you see people like do a spell on their machine before they hit the button. Oh, it was kinda like that, wasn't it? Was it was exactly like that. You know she's one of those people who goes to Vegas and is like doing some voodoo <laughs> shit on the screen. I was amused. Yeah, yeah. It was amusing. Yeah, it was a fun show. And I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm trying to and we again we got to see them a couple years ago but I think I still feel like I need to see the Rolling Stones. Yeah? That's yeah. interesting. I know. We didn't see them last time they were here. No. And I was like, ah, tickets are so freaking expensive. But That's the problem. Having seen McCartney and The Who, and it's like, there are certain, like, these are the big mm-hmm. rock acts of not just our time, but of the rock era. Stones are the one that we really now haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Zeppelin kind of, but that's different, and they're not, they're not, they're never going to do a massive tour. Yeah they were going to it would have happened already um yeah so you're um, holding out for that honey drippers reunion aren't you oh that would be something maybe they could do a combination zeppelin honey drippers um firm the firm Mm -hmm. tour could see all the yeah i think i think the deal with zeppelin is that robert plant is so content doing the stuff he's doing now yeah he's having some quite a bit of success with it I don't think he necessarily... I really like that album he put out with Alison Krauss. It was just great. Yeah. It's um, entirely different than the stuff he did early in his mm-hmm. career, but seems to work for his, this point in 
in his career. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else yes. that I just like really. Part of me still feels like I need to see Def Leppard just because of oh. that era. Yeah. I've seen, well, Guns N' Roses too. And yet part of me was relieved when Guns N' Roses didn't announce a Twin Cities date because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now I don't have to worry about it. Part of it is I like. I don't have to worry about spending hundreds of dollars and staying up till three in the morning. I know. Although they've, they've curbed that a little bit. They're getting on at a more reasonable time. And, you know, expensive tickets, that's just, I guess, the way of the world for these shows. So I need to put that mm-hmm. aside. If I really want to see them, I'll do it. Def Leppard, we've had plenty of chances. They come through here often, but. Yeah. The timing's just never really... They're coming through again in October, but I think it's right before MIMF. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see them at some point, but maybe not. Yeah. GNR, I'd probably put up a little higher in the list. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone you have a burning desire to see that you've never gotten to see? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure I'll think of somebody first thing tomorrow morning, but... I, I would happily escort you to any of those shows, though. And I appreciate your support. We're pretty good about that. There have been very few acts that I've said, I will not go see that, mm-hmm. and vice versa. We were thinking about going to see The Cure, but I I think I was telling you, I like the idea of it more than actually putting on pants and leaving the house. Yeah. Yeah. I've... I'm sure it would be a great show, but I don't think I would appreciate it as much as a as someone who is way more into their music. Yeah, I think probably the same thing. Like, I like um, I like The Cure, but I've I like never them, got but really it, into their catalog. Yeah. And they're doing like 35 songs set list. Yeah, which is great if yeah. you're a fan. But yeah, I mean, I'm a f- casual fan. Yeah. Because I, I looked at the set list, I knew maybe half the songs. Yeah, I probably own, I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to them in a long time. But mm-hmm. I mean, I went maybe, what do we own? Like two CDs mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. So... Yeah, so I think we're probably going to end up skipping that one. Yeah. Uh, we thought about going to see Beyonce, but it was a big outdoor show, and we I'm glad we waited until the last minute to decide, because... it started raining. The weather, uh, yeah. The weather was like, weird. Like, God, they we're, ended so, up, we're so old. <laughs> I know. They ended up evacuating the stadium, and then people came back in. We could hear it from our house, though. Yes, we could. Not clearly, not like so know, you go. lyrics and stuff. We got to see Beyonce lip sync one song in Vegas that one time. We did. So She was great. I know. It was a good... She, she can dance. Yeah. And that's not normal for... I mean, that was because it was a TV thing that she did the lip sync. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It was almost more of a video mm-hmm. shoot than a than a live performance, but yeah. I would I think she would have put on a great show. But I think so too. I think it would have been just she'll be rolling. amazing. But she'll be rolling through again in another yeah. three to five years. <laughs> we'll have another chance. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm torn about that one. Like, I don't know. I think if the weather had been good, I think we would have got. I think we would have too, because I'd been keeping an eye on tickets for a long time. Yeah. That one day that I mentioned that that was so weird. I'm like others. Oh, we hadn't talked about it in a long time, but I'm like, yeah, it looks like there's still tickets for under 60 bucks. And you're like, oh my God, I was just looking at yeah. it. Yeah, we just happened to be looking at them. That's so funny. Anything else you'd like to chat about? Any other music you'd like me to play? Any other anything? I would like to talk about the Billboard Awards. All right. Speaking of, that's where we yeah. saw Beyonce play mm-hmm. a couple years ago. But What did you think of this year's? It was entertaining. Yeah. We watched pretty much the whole thing with yeah. like... A lot we of times didn't... we'll start the start award shows mm-hmm. like a half hour or an hour late minutes, and yeah. forward through large chunks of it. And mm-hmm. This one we watched almost the entire thing. I yeah, it was I found myself being very entertained by most of it. A lot of the performances were pretty decent. Yeah. Um and I 
can't even it was a week ago and I, I can't even mm-hmm. tell you half the people that performed on it but there were a couple where it's like maybe younger artists that i'm not that familiar with that i was like holy mm-hmm. shit that, that was a really good live performance i was who was it that i was really that you were surprised i was really impressed by dnce cake by the ocean oh yeah and that's one of the jonas brothers right yeah it was a really good performance yeah it's a good I don't, song i mean the song is decent but i, I, I just have thought it on like, my thing if you I need can, it i can play it if you want to cue it up and give me your phone i'm not sh- yeah um yeah, I mean, I know I've heard the song, but I was watching it just, I guess maybe I watched that show with a completely open mind. Like, if I don't know who these people are, I'm curious to see how they are. And um, I just I just thought it was really, I'm not sure if this is going to work. Um, okay. I thought it was really we'll good. See. There we go. It is. And I don't think I'd necessarily be inclined to listen to this. Mm-hmm. But the perform the live performance of it was really engaging. So I was so surprised that you liked it that much. Okay, sometimes when it's summer I tend to um, enjoy lighter fare that doesn't require a lot of thought. It's true. Nothing wrong with that. So this is just... There's a place for good summer pop songs. Yeah, and this is right there. Oh. He cursed. He cursed. Cake by the ocean? Cake by the ocean. What if it rains? I don't know. Then you get Slash diving through the cake. No, I'm... Oh, someone eating a cake out in the rain? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, reference lost. I think those Jonas Brothers are probably pretty talented. I'm not... I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of what they've performed on TV and videos and stuff, and I'm not a fan of their music per se, but some of the stuff I've seen, I'm like, I think these guys are actually probably some pretty decent musicians. I always think of Nick Jonas and the fact that he had Michael Blinn and Tommy Barbarella in his band. And Sonny Thompson, Prince's backing. And Sonny. The best... The best... yeah. Prince backing band ever, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, absolutely. They were what was his band called? The Administration. Administration. Or something? Yeah. Yep. Nick Jonas and the Administration. Yeah. So that's good. That was largely to do with the producer, and I, I think the producer bringing in mm-hmm. friends of his and whatnot. But. Well, yeah. Um, but it worked. Okay, that's enough, Jonas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have in here? I'm just. I, I have some playlist. horrible stuff on there. Yeah, I'm not gonna play that. <laughs> don't even bother putting one direction on your playlist we're never playing it on this podcast it's oh, a good song uh, should we play with a new monkey song yeah should i go out and i'll it's not even a limb should i go out should i make a statement that's gonna oops that's gonna irritate people sure let me play a little bit first great summer song it is so this new monkeys album is um produced by is, is it 
I don't, I don't know a lot about it. It's produced by the guys from Phones and Wayne, right? I think. I, I don't Adam? know. If, I think it's just Adam. I don't think Chris is involved. But he brought in a bunch of songwriters like Rivers Cuomo from Weezer and yeah, um, Ben Gibbard. And, yep, from Death Cab. Yeah, and other people to write yep. songs for the Monkees. And they mm-hmm. put together an album that sounds like the Monkees, but it's like, it's, uh, they've, they've captured the Monkees sound uh-huh. and made it like... Oh, this is this is good. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say, but the previous monkey sound was good though, except for their really weird out out druggy stuff. Yeah, but, but I mean, like recently. Oh, it's not like they put out a ton of music, but in their albums that they've done in the last couple of decades haven't exactly been like anything anyone would listen to or pay attention to, hmm. other than diehard monkeys fans. Yeah, but I'd much here's oh. my here's my statement that will irritate some people. Okay. Because this is like, you know, it's the monkey. This is timeless. It is, but it's like, it's goofy, mindless, old-timey pop music. Yeah. I would take this in a heartbeat over the Beach Boys. That that surprises me not at all. No, I know it doesn't, but I, I the, the, the monkeys thing... I, I equate them, which will irritate a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They're both somewhat novelty acts. Yeah. Now, a lot of people don't oh. feel that way about the Beach Boys. Oh, come on. Surf and Safari, Barbara Ann. It's all that's shit. novelty. Good vibrations. <laughs> come on. It's novelty. I know. And I would take the monkey sound over the Beach Boy sound any day of the week. And I know Brian, what's his name, is Wilson is considered a fucking genius because he knew how to twist a couple knobs in the studio but and pet sounds is one of the greatest oh, albums of all time bullshit it's a fucking <laughs> beach boys album <laughs> Ugh. anyway i, I thought you were new, going somewhere else with that i like the new like, monkeys album i was just like oh oh yeah you hate the beach boys that's right <laughs> <laughs> just one more chance for me to reiterate that i hate mm. the beach boys there's a davy jones song on there i hate the beach boys more than i used to hate the beach boys because of the growing insistence that they're great uh. they're not they're a fucking novelty band they're a state fair band that's exactly where they should be that's where they always should have been they shouldn't even be around anymore fuck them all anyway what are we talking about so on the new monkeys album there's a davy jones song and that just made me a little sad there's a um i listened to it as well um a song that like happy and sad at the same time there's a song that michael nesmith sings on there yeah holy shit it's good yeah we don't have the whole album on here but it's it's been street is it out did it come out a couple days ago yeah friday yeah um yeah i'm impressed with how good the album is Mm -hmm. kind of a cool listen yeah and it's just, I don't know, there's something about that album, like the the lightness of it this time of year. I think it's just going to be a nice. I don't know that I'll listen to it a ton. Yeah. But it's a good summer album and I like what I've heard and I'll probably mm-hmm. give it a couple more listens. Absolutely. All right. Anything else you'd like to chat about or should we wrap this up? Did you want to talk about the adventures of Maximus? Uh, sure. Um, Every day is an adventure with our boxer dogs specifically our younger boxer dog maximus it's been one year and one month since we got him mm-hmm. <sighs> the salmon incident he's exhausting there are a whole bunch of incidents yeah there yes. was one today the paper towel incident <laughs> all of his in- incidents have names yeah apparently yeah i was preparing myself a nice piece of salmon one night and 
The thing about him, as opposed to the other dogs we've ever had, is that he does not hesitate when he sees an opportunity to get into trouble. Most most of the dogs we've had, all the other dogs we've had, they'll know they're not supposed to do something, mm-hmm. so they'll kind of slowly approach whatever it is that the food that they're not supposed to try to get or whatever, yeah, yeah. and you have a chance to tell them no and mm-hmm. turn them away. Not he, this guy. He does not hesitate. He no. sees an opening and he goes for it. And as a result, when I had a piece of salmon sitting on a plate on the counter and turned around to open the refrigerator to get something else out, he just jumped up on the counter or jumped up with his front paws on the counter, grabbed the salmon and ran away and swallowed it in two maybe bites. two bites. And that is typical of his behavior. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for us, there were no digestive No, he doesn't have any. He shits so much, it doesn't matter. What, what's it going to do? He's going to shit 10 times instead of eight? <laughs> Unbelievable, this guy. So yeah, today, um, and I should know better, you can't take your eyes off of him for a second. Even even when you think you can. We were in the basement. He was in a, we had gone for a long stroll earlier today. He had had plenty of exercise. He was tired from being outside much of the evening with us. I was getting the podcast stuff ready on my iPad and he was sleeping on our old couch in the basement. And I thought, well, I'm just going to run into the other room, use the bathroom, take less than a minute. So I did. I ran in there. He was, like I said, on the couch in a comatose state. I come back, I swear to God, 45 seconds later, he is awake, alert, standing next to my desk, shredding a paper towel that was in the garbage can. Just any... Any opportunity. He just... uh, You have to watch him every second of the day. It's exhausting. I swear there's at least once a day where I have to email you with an update since I get to spend the entire day with him. Mm-hmm. I email with you with, here's what Max just did. <laughs> I heard a ruckus in the bedroom and I thought he was tearing the comforter oh. apart, but he was jumping up and down trying to get a fly. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I want to capture that on video. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he's keeping me on my toes. Yeah. Um, so far he hasn't done too much damage. Yesterday he tried to eat my glasses case my new glasses luckily i noticed that quickly yeah so were your glasses uh, in the case or just no no but still i'd left the case on the nightstand next to the bed and he noticed it and it startled him when you closed it because it's a clamshell oh yeah well he was afraid of it five minutes earlier but then he realized oh that's sitting there that looks like a toy Mm -hmm. little dick (laughs) (sighs) oh max yeah he is um he keeps me Keeps me busy. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Should I play? Oh, oh we got something? One more thing. I just wanted to go back to the billboard thing. Did you want to talk about the Madonna tribute at all or no? Yeah. It was exactly what I expected. Yeah. It was lo- it was lovely in spirit. It, yeah. It, she had good intentions. It was lovely in spirit. And it's if you are just realizing that Madonna can't sing, you've been living in a cave. She's never <laughs> been able to sing. She's a horrible singer. This is not a surprise. People were like, oh my God, she can't sing. No shit. She's been not singing well for 30 years. You're missing the point of Madonna. She's a tremendous performer. She's mm-hmm. a show, she's a show woman. She, she changes her look. She, she's, she dances well. She she's puts Britney on Spears. a display. That's going to piss people off that like Madonna. Ooh. She's pre Britney. That's what she is. Britney is the same thing. She can't sing, but she has an image and she can dance and she puts on a great show. That's Except fine. Madonna didn't have the nervous breakdown that Britney did. Not that we know of, but so that's, that's fine. That's what she is, but 
then to expect that suddenly she's going to become a great singer when she does her Prince tribute. Why would she be? It was fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any issue with it. No, no. You know. So I'm very curious to see what the... What the BET Awards do? Yes, because they were uh, instantly putting out a... They we, put out a video. Yeah, we saw that and we got you. I, I think know. Was the I know. Message. So, But I'm then cu- Questlove was... Because he had introduced it, and he, so yeah, he, he kind of defended her. Although yeah. he half-heartedly defended her, he was like, "You know what? Any tribute is." He he didn't he didn't try to say she was good. Mm-hmm. He just said, "You know, people are going to do tributes, and that's cool that they do. There will be plenty of other ones." So I don't know. I didn't think he was like super. He was like, "Shut up! Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a dick about it." That was mm-hmm. about what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, but now I am curious about the BET thing because the BET awards aren't nearly the scale of Of, the Billboard awards or something in terms of the performers. So I've like, I don't know. I don't see them getting a performer that's, they're not going to get, Beyonce is not going to show up in the BET awards and do beautiful ones, which Mm -hmm. she's been doing in concert, which is phenomenal. YouTube it. It's great. I don't see that happening. So I I fear that it's going to be like fucking Mary J. Blige because everybody thinks she's great. Mm-hmm. And it's like she's going to come out and do her caterwauling thing over diamonds and pearls or something. And that's going to suck. <laughs> so I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll bring out the time and Wendy and Lisa and the whole and, and have like somebody big perform with the revolution or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know, but we'll see. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll be just another. Okay. But it's it's their hearts in the right place. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I could do without Mary J. Blige, but other than that, I'm 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 in. I like I have no some idea of if her stuff, gonna... but yeah, she can be a little. Yeah, <laughs> I could do without her. I feel yeah. Real, I, feel... I like real love. That's the only song of hers I've ever liked, and oh, I'd rather yeah. like listen to Mike Doty's cover of it. Ooh, I like Family Affair. That's nice. Oh, and there's no Mary more drama. Is J- awesome. Uh. No more drama. Yeah. I yeah. There, there was a time in my life where there, there was there was a lot of drama and I listened to that song and I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I but, got nothing yeah. to say good about her. Okay. Anything else? I I think I'm good. All right. What should you? we wrap it up with? Whatever you want. I'm scanning your playlist to see if there's anything remotely acceptable here that we haven't played already. Uh We'll play the new cover song that Northcote oh, yeah. put out of Frank Turner. So it's a Frank Turner song called The Next Storm, put out by Northcote, who's a Canadian performer that we've mentioned before, who is really great. And he put this uh, song out for free the other day. I have not listened because I'm not a big fan of Florence and the Machine, but I know he put out a cover of one of their songs. Have yeah, you listened like to it? To... No, I haven't, but I want to. Yeah, maybe his performance of one of her songs. Oh, will... Florence did this really nice thing. In the last couple of weeks where she went, there was a, there was a fan who wanted to make it to one of her shows and she couldn't, she was in the hospital. Uh-huh. And so Florence came to her show and she sang this song and the fan was singing with her and all her friends are like standing around her and it's, it's a oh, cool. emotional. Good. Yeah. Good. I like to see that even if it's not a performer that I like. It's yeah. Like, oh God. It was just, yeah, it was really touching. Very cool. All mm-hmm. right. So this is North Coat, the next storm. We will be back. Eventually, maybe sometime with another podcast. Yeah. We're non-committal because we don't know. What if we never decide to do one again? Could happen. I don't know. Could happen. I bet it, we will. It's freeing, though. It's freeing knowing we could walk away at any second. <laughs> Are we going to do one on July 4th? Probably. Maybe. Maybe not. We don't know. You don't know. 
All right. it, it's been a habit to do it over holiday weekends. Or we might do one next weekend, but we probably won't. We probably might do won't. it in a month. That's the magic of the show. We don't know. We don't care. You don't know. You don't care. Well, you might care. You might know. I don't know. Fuck it. Okay, bye. had a difficult winter We had a rough few months When the storms came in up the coast Felt like they broke everything on us at once Easy enough to talk about blitz spirit You're not holding a roof up on me deep in it Pictures in the papers got ruined by the rain We wondered if they'd ever get dry again don't want to spend the whole of my life indoors Laying low and waiting on the next door Don't want to spend the whole of my life inside I want to step out face the sunshine Lost faith in the omens Lost faith in the gods We just ended up clutching at the empty rituals Like gamblers clutching long arms I don't care what the weatherman is saying Cause the last time I saw him He was on his knees, he was praying The preachers and the scientists got soaked just the same I wondered if they'd ever get dry again don't spend the whole of my life indoors Laying low and waiting on the next door Don't spend the whole of my life inside Gonna step out and face the sunshine Open the shutters Raise up the mast And rejoice Rebuild the storm has passed Cast off the crutches Cut off the cast and Rejoice Rebuild the storm has passed and Rejoice Rebuild the storm has passed. I don't want to spend the whole of my life indoors. Laying low, waiting on the next storm. Don't want to spend the whole of my life inside. I want to step out. Sunshine, not gonna live a whole of my life indoors. Gonna step out and face the next door.